little bit. And he lives for a take that'll make you do both. He says things I can't say. Nothing tops overtime, whether it's on the field or on the air. People don't forget. It's time for Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. And welcome on in. It is Overtime with Jonathan Peterlin. Glad you guys can be with me here on this Friday. That's the first time all week I really just kind of went for it. And you know what? It felt great. It felt absolutely fantastic. I've been dealing with this cough all week. And now I feel like I'm not dealing with it anymore. It's just it's like hanging a little bit in the back. But I feel like we're off to a pretty good start. Now, to be honest, I needed it. I got a hell of a stretch of radio coming up. I've got this show tonight with you fine people. Tomorrow night I got CBS Sports Radio. Sunday, I got the pregame. Monday, Christmas, we are working 6 to 10 in the morning, CBS Sports Radio, and then I have the morning show all next week. So I feel like this is the stretch. This is Most people, they get ready to go on a holiday vacation. They're getting ready to bunker down. They're like, all right. Like, like for instance, the, the afternoon drive today, right? Afternoon drive, when I left them, I'm like, all right. And they both earned it. Now, I said, Nick. I'll see you back here on, what, January 3rd or something like that, right? I said, Dustin, I'll see you back here in a week and a half. I'll see you. Enjoy your five days off, six days off, and then, Dustin, enjoy your, like, ten days off. You guys have earned it. You worked hard. For me, this is the stretch, though. This is it. This is, this is, where, this is where I earn my money, so to speak. So I'm just, I'm just gearing up, ready to go. I'm, I'm getting ready to dial in. I told my wife earlier today. I was like, listen. First off, she's Jewish, so we're not really doing anything for Christmas anyway. I, you know, that is what it is. I, her holiday was a week and a half ago. My holiday, I'm Christian, is on Monday, but I, my daughter's 10 months old. She doesn't need to celebrate it right now. She'll celebrate both when she gets old enough. We had a Christmas tree. It is what it is. I was like, listen, next week and a half, I'm locked in. I'm dialed in. I, I, I'm, I'm not doing anything else. We're doing all sports. We're doing all sports radio, and, and we're just going to get after it. And so that's how I feel today. And I was worried about this voice. Man, I was worried about my voice, but the voice feels good. I'm feeling much better today, and I'm ready to go with you guys. Now, in getting ready for the CBS Sports Radio shows that I have, and then these shows right here, usually when I have a CBS Sports Radio show on Saturday, I tend to stray just a little bit away from our local, and I go a little bit national, just a little bit more than most, right? Like, I tend to spray into the national waters as the week moves on in general. I do. And then I also obviously keep a a good tab on what's happening locally, as I will until the day I die. But I know going into Saturday, I got to have thoughts. I got to have opinions. I got to be listening to things. I got to be figuring things out. I got to be, I got to know what the national talk is. It's a five-hour show on Saturday and then a a four-hour show on Monday. That might not sound like a ton to you guys, but it's four hours of radio. Uh, it's four hours, or excuse me, nine hours, nine hours, five and four is nine. Do math, Jonathan. That was Dayquil. That was the Dayquil that, that seeped into my brain right there. That was, we're still taking Dayquil, by the way. We still got to take the Dayquil. Anyway, nine hours of national radio. I got to listen to some other things. So I listened to Ken and Anthony in the morning. I listened to a little Baskin and Menigan in the afternoon. And, and then there was a little pause and I, I thought to myself, all right, let's see what my buddy Danny Parkins and Andrew Filipponi. Let's see what they are talking about in their First and Pod podcast. Because Odyssey, they promote the hell out of the First and Pod podcast. I like both of them. Admittedly, I like Parkins more than I like Filipponi. 
But that's only because Filippone one time on the air said I was like, he called me like the B squad or something like that. I didn't like, I didn't appreciate it. It was definitely a, uh, it was him trying to take a shot at Dustin that didn't really land and the joke failed. And so then I got sideswiped and I wasn't even on the air. Uh, Whatever. I'll get over it. I'll get over it. One day. As of right now, he's still just that other guy to me. So I like Parkins more than I like Filippone. But I like both of their football thoughts and opinions, though. They're good. They are. And I'm listening to them, and they're, they what they do on the first and pod is they break down every single game, and then on Mondays, then they go through the reaction on every single game, but and then on Thursdays leading up to it, they break down every single game, right? And Parkins was talking about uh, the Texans and the Browns, and and I I don't know, this, this opinion just kind of... It took me in a way that, and listen, Danny Parkins has no association to Cleveland, so obviously it being off the mark makes sense. But I just, I hadn't thought about it this way until he spoke it out. So here we go. In the macro sense, it doesn't bother me at all. But if I was a Texans fan and I got to watch this game and I'm not watching CJ Stroud, feels like a waste of time. If I'm a Browns fan and I'm watching Joe Flacco, eh, cool story. But in the back of my mind, I would not be able to forget about $230 million guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. How much do you think about Deshaun during these games? The part of this that I keep thinking about is that we were 5-1 and one with Deshaun. And we can talk about how he wasn't God's gift of football and everything else, but we were 5-1 and one with him. That doesn't mean we would have only lost three games all year if he was our guy start to finish. But it surprised me how wrong this statement from Parkins was. The idea that I'm just out here dreaming of what could be if we had Deshaun healthy. But is that because there's no guarantee Deshaun would be great? Or is it because I'm just too busy living in the moment? Here's where I need your help. 216-474-0092. How much do you think about Deshaun during these games? When you're watching on Sunday and you got your your your, your, your pizza out there, you maybe get some nachos, maybe you have uh, some buffalo wings, you get your whole game day spread. You got your family around. You got your friends around. You got the betting apps open. You're you're ready. You are into this game. How often do you think about Deshaun Watson at this point? For me, I'm not thinking about him at all. And I guess that was the surprising part to myself here because Danny Parkins is suggesting that's all we're thinking about. And now if you're a Texans fan on Sunday, if I can be honest with you guys, because we're friends and I feel like I have the the space to be honest with you guys. If I was watching this game as a Texans fan on Sunday, it would be like how we watched the Browns games when it was P.J. Walker or Dorian Thompson-Robinson. Again, if I'm just being honest with you guys, when when P.J. Walker and Dorian Thompson-Robinson got the starts, and even though we didn't, we won games, we didn't just fall flat on our face, I watched those games and, and a lot of the times they felt like preseason football games to me. They did. They felt like they glorified exhibitions. I remember vividly thinking on my couch watching P.J. Walker play football that I've seen that type of energy, for myself at least, from preseason football. It felt like uh, I, I zoning out at times. I'm not sitting there. and Usually I, I'll take notes during games so I can go back to them and everything like that. I, I feel like uh, a lot of people tend to do that in sports radio mainly because I can't rely on this bird brain to remember everything, right? I got I got to write some things down. Something you learn as you get older and older in life. I'm 34. I wish I would have learned it even earlier in life. I got to write everything down. I just say I got it. Earlier today, I had to write down, r- reminder, uh, charge up my ring doorbell 
And then now I'm sitting there and I look at my notes and I'm like, I got to charge the ring doorbell. Every six months, you got to charge it. It's crazy. I'm not taking notes during PJ Walker and Dorian Thompson Robinson, though. I'm not. Because the, the moment those two got in, in their own ways, I just looked at it like, not that the season was poof up in smoke, but I definitely looked at it like, this isn't right. Something's not, something's not hitting here. The moment Joe Flacco got in, though, and the moment we saw him play, just start with the Rams game and then make your way moving forward. Rams game felt big. Jacksonville game felt big. Chicago game felt big. They felt like real NFL games. And I don't know if it's just because he's got Flacco on the back of the jersey. I don't know if it's because we watched him torture us for so many years while wearing a Baltimore Ravens uniform. Maybe there's some built-in respect. You know, you didn't watch Joe Flacco play in the XFL. You watched P.J. Walker play in the XFL. Maybe there's something to that. But there's something about Joe Flacco being on that field that I don't long for Deshaun Watson the way that Danny Parkin suggests that we do. I don't sit there thinking to myself what could have been. Now, maybe five years from now, if Jim Schwartz exits stage left and becomes a head coach at the end of this season and goes to a different team, and then we never have the same defense like we had this year, maybe five years from now, I'll look back and say, man, that was our one opportunity. But I'm not looking at it that way right now. Because I still feel like the defense is going to be good for the foreseeable future. And I still feel like this team has a chance to be really good for the foreseeable future. Just for the, the current landscape and the moment that we're in, we're not up a creek without a paddle. We're just kind of navigating the waters. So I want to hear from you. 216-474-0092. And by the way, 92.3 The Fan is looking for a winner. Enter the word charge c-h-a-r-g-e 923thefan.com by the end of our show for your chance to win a four pack of tickets to see the cleveland charge december 29th at 7 p.m at the wallstein center as they celebrate margarita night presented by nuevo where they will take on the indiana mad ants and the first thousand fans gonna receive a bucket hat i love a bucket hat you have until the end of this hour to enter to win courtesy of the cleveland charge in 92.3 the fan but the question i'm asking for you guys how much do you think about Deshaun during these games? I get what Danny Parkins was saying. If you're a Houston Texans fan, all you're thinking about is how do we get C.J. Stroud in the field? Last week, you watched C.J. Stroud not be on the field, and you thought to yourself, this was miserable. It's like your, your season is at a standstill. Your season's at a pause. But we're not getting back Deshaun Watson at any point. So if I'm C.J. Stroud and a Texans fan, I'm like, all right, great. Our guy's going to be back. Hopefully, we're in time for the postseason, and then we can make a postseason run. But for us, I don't think it's—I don't think it sits the same way. It certainly doesn't for me. I don't think about Deshaun Watson one bit. In fact, when I saw a report earlier today that said that Deshaun Watson was going to be with the team all next week because he's doing a benefit on Saturday night, so he'll be in. Cleveland, and so he's going to come around the team all next week. I thought to myself, okay, great, fine. Doesn't really matter, does it? Not like the Browns really needed him. That's why I didn't make a big deal about the the suite and that whole story in Los Angeles about whether or not he was down in the field or whether he was up in the suite. I'm like, that doesn't, doesn't really matter. Deshaun doesn't really have an identity with this team right now. Deshaun isn't a part of the team right now. Deshaun is his own entity, and until 2024, I don't really need to see Deshaun the way you needed to see Deshaun. 216-474 to below 92. 
We were 5-1 and one with him. I'm not saying he doesn't matter. He's obviously the future. But it doesn't mean that I'm out here dreaming of what could be if we had Deshaun healthy. How much do you think about Deshaun during these games? When you're watching in the second and the third quarter this weekend against the Texans and Joe Flacco is throwing an interception or he's throwing a perfect pass for another touchdown, how much are you thinking, oh boy, this game would be way different if we had number four under center? How much are you thinking, oh wow, this postseason run would be way different? 216474092. On Twitter, there you can find me. I am at Jay Peterlin. Tim Murray, VEASAN, our buddy from uh, one of our friends in the desert. We'll check in with him coming up at about 10 o'clock. We got off the beaten path later in the show. Fan focus at 9 as always. We'll get to your phone calls. We'll get to your tweets. We'll do all this and more next. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on the fan. In the macro sense, it doesn't bother me at all. But if I was a Texans fan and I got to watch this game, and I'm not watching C.J. Stroud, feels like a waste of time. If I'm a Browns fan, and I'm watching Joe Flacco, eh, cool story, but in the back of my mind, I would not be able to forget about $230 million guaranteed to Deshaun Watson. All right, that's Danny Parkins right there on the First and Pod podcast. It's on the podcast he does with Andrew Filipponi. I was getting ready for a national show this weekend. I put him on. I said, all right, let's hear what the guys have to say. And I just, I, it, it struck me as odd because it's not how I think anyone feels here at all. I just, I don't, I, I know you guys. I know how I think first and foremost, but then I know how you guys think. I, I can't find a Browns fan of the world that watches these games on Sunday and thinks to themselves, I wonder how Deshaun Watson would do here. And so I, it does make me wonder to myself, are we a little messed up for not thinking that? But why? Why is it that we don't think about Deshaun Watson? Because if you're, I think where Danny's right is that if you're a Texans fan, you're watching this game on Sunday and all you can do is think about what would happen if C.J. Stroud was in there. If you're a Jets fan, for instance, how do you watch this season without thinking about, obviously you have a 40-year-old hippie as your quarterback and you're waiting for him to get back from an injury, but how do you not think about the fact that I wonder how this year would have gone if Aaron Rodgers was out there? I mean, they're stuck in NFL limbo this year. Every Jets fan, as they watch an Uber Eats driver throw passes, can't help but wonder how a year of their lives can be sucked away into the absolute nothingness. We're here. I just think this is this is part of where I feel like a lot of people get this wrong that are outside of Cleveland. They just don't understand. We're just not thinking about Deshaun Watson. I, it's odd. It's like someone gave me a, a scratch-off lottery ticket, and I won a million dollars, and I'm sitting there worried about the scratch-off winner that could have gotten me $25 million. I just don't get it. Both are life-changing, one more life-changing than the other, but it's not going to make the million-dollar win any less sweet. Deshaun's the $25 million win. Could have been a Super Bowl, could have been a never-have-to-work-again-in-my-life money. Million dollars is a lot of money, but if I won a million dollars, told Dominate this before the show, 34 years old, if I won a million dollars, guess who's still going to work the next day? Takes care of a lot of problems, but I'm still going to work the next day. This team getting to the postseason is taking care of a lot of problems. Flacco taking this team to the postseason has answered a lot for people in regards to Stefanski as well. It's taken care of a lot of problems. Hasn't taken care of everything, but it's taken care of a lot of problems. 216-474 to below 92. But I don't watch these games thinking about what could have been. But should I be thinking about it more? Jason and Avon going to lead us off here on the fan. Hello, Jason. 
Thanks, JP. Um, you know, until you mentioned it, I forgot Watson was even on the team. And I, <laughs> I don't know if it was that Flacco captured our imagination because it's really a remarkable story. And even, you know how uh, nationally Browns don't get a whole lot of bite. Uh, a lot of people are really uh, appreciating the story with the, all the injuries and everything. But uh, to your question, I think more about Nick Chubb missing than uh, Watson for some reason. And I think maybe because it was so traumatic and then Watson was here and he was gone. He was here and he was gone. But that Nick Chubb thing against Pittsburgh, man, that will resonate in your mind that just the, the harshness of it. But uh, I, I think the way that Flacco stepped up, I think that has something to do with it. You know, first comeback by uh, 10 points in the fourth quarter, you know, and several other things he's done. And he threw three picks. And I don't know, if you were watching the game, you were like, oh, you know, whatever. It was good while it lasted. And then they come back and do it. So I I think that uh, dulls the light on Watson for a little bit. But uh, I wonder what you thought about the uh, Pittsburgh-Cincy game. Uh, (laughs) Who who, who do we root for as far as our uh, arch rivals in that one? Good question. Thank you, Jason. I'll answer it. Good question. There's a lot, and I'll be on the air tomorrow night when that game is going on, and it's going to be either the Mike Tomlin needs to be fired show, or it's going to be, here's why you root for, man, I honestly hadn't thought about who I want to root for in that scenario. I hadn't hadn't really, I I hadn't fleshed it out yet. I never like rooting for the Steelers. I don't. I never like rooting for the Steelers. But honestly, Cincinnati's got a better chance of making the postseason. So I think what you have to root for in that game is that Pittsburgh wins but they do so in such poor fashion that Jake Browning looks bad in it as well. And so then uh, the Week 18 matchup, Browns versus Bengals, feels a little bit more tolerable. And then the Bengals aren't fighting for the postseason at that point. Browning has come back down to earth. And I think that's honestly what you have to go for. Because the Steelers have already they've already imploded upon themselves. So you don't really have to worry about... It's already gotten as bad as it can get in Pittsburgh. And we'll talk about Mike Tomlin a little bit later on. I got some things I want to get off my chest about Mike Tomlin, but it's gone already as badly as it can. There's no coming back from that. The injury with Kenny Pickett, the fact that now they have more drama within the locker room. George Pickens is now, uh, he's gone the route of every Steelers receiver that has ever existed in the Mike Tomlin era where they just want to complain and complain and complain. And Mike Tomlin, the the quick the quick synopsis that I'll get to later on, that I'll, I'll expand out a little bit more, but the, the brief version is sometimes in life, you just need to have a change. And it doesn't mean that either side is wrong or either side is bad. Sometimes in life, you just need change. And with Mike Tomlin and the Steelers, I think ultimately that's what they need to get to. And I think a win on Saturday night doesn't change that at all. Doesn't. I think a win on Saturday night doesn't change the the idea that they still might move on from Mike Tomlin. They still might move on from Kenny Pickett. None of that changes. But I need Jake Browning to start sucking, and I need him to start sucking yesterday because Jake Browning's been too good, and I'm worried if we need a win in Week 18, which I don't think we will, but if we need a win in Week, uh, in week 18, I'm worried about that one. 216474 to below 92. A couple tweets rolling in. Twitter reactions brought to you by Scheiben Jewelers, Cleveland's premier jewelry store. Browns Freak 51. Uh, where you been hiding, Browns Freak 51? I haven't heard from you in a It's been a hot minute. He's like, Deshaun Watson, seriously, nobody is thinking about Watson right now. It's like it's like Major League when the coach says to the manager, it's all coming together, Skip. 
after we win Sunday and San Fran takes out the Ratbirds, the whole city is going to be saying, yeah. I think that's why there's so much attached to Flacco right now is that he has given us hope. And he's given us the idea that we can win big. You know, earlier in the week, I was the one out here saying that I felt like if we played at home against the Chiefs, I don't know that the our friends in the desert would have us as the favorite, but I personally, if I was setting the line, would make us the favorite in that game. Because I don't think Patrick Mahomes can move the ball in this Browns defense right now. Patrick Mahomes is having a hard time moving the ball on anyone right now. Nonetheless, the Browns defense. There's certain teams I feel like we'd match up with really well that a lot of people wouldn't suggest that we would have if you had this conversation five weeks ago. Jacksonville is exhibit A on all this. Obviously, we got the win there, and you saw what happened with Trevor Lawrence and his injury, but they're, they're exhibit A. We beat Jacksonville, and Jacksonville is not supposed to be a team we just roll over. That is the upper echelon of the AFC. They're right, right below the Ravens, the Dolphins, Chiefs grouping. But we beat the Ravens five weeks ago on the road, by the way. We beat Jacksonville. Why can't we beat the Chiefs? Why can't we beat anyone in the AFC? How, and, and beyond Saturday night, by the way, I'm more interested in what happens on Monday night. 49ers versus the Ravens? That's the game I'm more interested in. You want to find out who is who in the AFC? If Baltimore can hang with San Francisco, who's a five-point favorite as of right now, if they can hang with them, I'll be impressed. That'll tell me that Baltimore has truly changed their stripes relative to what we typically know about Baltimore, where they're a good defensive team, they have a good offense, and then in the fourth quarter, they melt down and try to give away games. Two one six four seven four to below 92. Robert and Braxville up next. What's up, Robert? Uh, I would rather Pitt, or not Pittsburgh. I'd, I'd rather have Cincy win and Pittsburgh lose. You know, for two reasons. One, I feel more comfortable with Cincy winning and playing them if we've matched up in the playoffs. Just because it's another team with the AFC. I mean, yes, you really want to get picky. You know, a team you know somewhere south that's warm weather coming up here that we would play. But no, I'd rather play Cincy in the playoffs. You know, and then, you know, with Cincy making it, Baltimore making it, Cleveland making it, just the amount of content that's going to give everyone at the station listening to 93-7, the fan lose their minds over Pittsburgh being the only team not making it in the playoffs, losing more games than the Browns. It's, and you know what I'm talking about, the content that that's going to generate. And that's, that's what I'm waiting for to finish out the season to kick off the playoffs for us. So I would rather Pittsburgh lose this weekend. All right. Asked and answered. Thank you, Robert. Yeah, I don't know. I, listen, I want to see Pittsburgh be a grease fire the same way everyone else does. I think we all want to see Pittsburgh be a grease fire. We're like, no one's against that. Maybe Dominic's against that. Sorry, Dominic's on the board tonight. He's probably against that. But most people listening to this want to see Pittsburgh flame out. I got to worry about the win-loss total for the Browns this year, though. I'm not worried about Pittsburgh. I push them to the side. I'm not worried about them. We can beat Pittsburgh. I'm not worried about him. I, I, I'm kind of I'm a little worried that Jake Browning has something figured out in Cincinnati, though. And I, I think we'll win the Texans game. I think we'll win the Jets game. And the Bengals game could be rendered useless, and we won't need it. But it's still football. I can't tell you one way or another if we're going to need that, that Bengals game. And, and if we do end up needing it, I would prefer us to need it with Jake Browning coming back down to earth. 
216-474-0092. That's my rooting interest. My rooting interest on, is on Saturday that Jake Browning come, comes back down to earth just a little bit. Dr. Bob in Twinsburg. Happy holidays. Dr. Bob, what's up, man? Not much, Jonathan. Pardon my voice. I was sick for about a week, and I lost it. And I sound like Mickey Mouse when I talk like this. But <laughs> That's pretty good. Just wanted to, uh, to call and comment on the Browns. I do think that we could win out, but hopefully we don't have to. Hopefully we have this wrapped up by Thursday night. All the crazy scenarios for them to clinch tomorrow, I don't see happening, although they're entirely possible. That'd be great. Um, I'm, you know, Flacco couldn't ask for more than what he's done so far. Maybe limit a few of those turnovers, but hey, he's won us two games, and he, uh, he looked pretty good. And then uh, I just wanted to say uh, happy holidays, Merry Christmas. Enjoy the enjoy it, and I'll talk to you soon, sir. Thank you, Dr. Bob. Enjoy the holidays as well. I'm sure you'll be tweeting out uh, all sorts of different pics of the different alcohol he's having, all the different uh... – he always tweets me different parlays. Parlays that – I like when you guys tweet at me your parlays, by the way. I need to let you guys know that. I do. Some people be like, oh, it's like your fantasy football team. Nobody cares. I like him because I like following along. Like my, me and my buddies in our group chats, we always set each other our different parlays and what we hit and what we don't hit. I'm not going to comment on it. I'll like it and move on, but I'll be keeping track. I think it's fun. Two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. All right, we come on back. Chris Rose said something about this year as it pertains to next year. You want to hear what he had to say? I don't know if I a hundred percent buy into it. We might be reaching at this point, but we've been talking about the idea that when you watch on Sundays, are you thinking about Deshaun Watson at all? We'll take your phone calls, but hear what Chris Rose had to say. We got the fan focus coming up at nine o'clock. Tim Murray, Veasan, joining us at ten, getting you set up for our big gambling weekend as well. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterman here with you on the fan. Uh, we'll get back to the Browns in a second. In between the break, I felt like it was Dominic and I trying to almost like one-up each other with our uh, how drunk we can get in front of our parents. Hey, it's going to be an interesting week for a lot of you guys. If you don't consistently drink in front of your parents, it might be tough. Dominic, the story I didn't tell you. Once went to a Jimmy Buffett concert, okay? It was my mom. My sister, my sister's boyfriend at the time, all uh, big parrot heads, right? And my mom loves Jimmy Buffett, loves Jimmy Buffett. And but the guy my sister was dating at the time loved Jimmy Buffett as well. And we went out, and it was like 103 degrees. It was very, very hot. And I, I at the time, I was like 21 years old, 22 years old. This is like prime me with drinking, okay? I don't drink this much anymore. Prime me with drinking, though. And I ended up passed out near a dumpster. And I always contend it was more the heat than it was the alcohol, right? But that's an embarrassing thing. You want to talk about embarrassing in front of your parents? That's an embarrassing thing when you end up passed out near a dumpster and then she can't find you because you're passed out near a dumpster at a Jimmy Buffett concert. And then uh, it caused like a whole big scene and everything was ridiculous. Did she like talk to you about it? That's the worst is I'm drinking that my parents are in the living room. They got the cup of coffee. It's already noon. It's like, <laughs> the, the dog's just staring at me. He's disappointed too. I sit down like, Dom, you need to relax. I'm like, I, I haven't done this. Is that in their months. sign? You need to relax? I like yeah, that. I, I, they haven't done it in a while. I, I don't have a problem, but like the, I had one time where I drank a little bit more than I should. I lost my wallet. You know, me and my girlfriend. Oh, were you out. lose things when you drink. No, but the one time. 
There's a whole conspiracy theory with this bar. I'm not getting into it on the radio. It's not. But, no need to be a conspiracy theory. You haven't even told me the story, and I know they just steal your wallet, Dom. Let, let's just let's just say everyone that it's pretty went obvious. To, let's just say everyone that went to the bar that had a certain type of liquor was more drunk than they should have been. When you look at how much they drink, that's all I'm saying. We need to report but, that place to the Better Business Bureau. But yeah, okay. <laughs> but uh, I lost my wallet two days before I had to go to L.A. And my passport and ID were in there. My well, dad you don't need was, a passport to go to L.A. Well, I didn't have any ID. Both my I had a car, my my card. I didn't have any identification. You had nothing. No. Well, you can't get on a plane that way. Well, I figured it out because I had a passport book. But uh, I was I was I was thrown up on the uh, you know out of the car. My dad was like, I gotta get a car wash now, and <laughs> they weren't they weren't too they weren't too. But, I like that he's just worried about getting a car wash. <laughs> I had a buddy of mine throw up on my uh, my my Apollo the Impala, my Impala that I owned, and he threw up on the side of it, and that that was I honestly in the moment I, it was the farthest thing from my mind. So I love that that's where your dad's head went. Was like I. I got to get a car wash. <laughs> it was just another out. thing for him to be able. It was like the like the cherry on top. It's like I got to take him home. He skipped classes uh, on Monday. No, you we see that sounds nice though. That sounds forgiving. I like that. My my dad was the only person in life that has ever told me, "Hey, I think you might have had enough tonight." And just like done it like that, and then I stopped. I'll never forget it. Being in my aunt and uncle's house, my dad. I mean, I, to be fair now. My uncle always drank Grey Goose. My whole entire life, my uncle drank Grey Goose, right? And every time I go to his house, I'd always see that Grey Goose bottle. And I finally got old enough to drink out of that Grey Goose bottle and do it where everyone felt comfortable with me drinking around him. And I just drank the whole entire thing. I remember looking at it, I was like, I just, I just killed the whole entire bottle. I remember and my dad looked at me, and my first thought was like, he's going he's gonna to make me replace the whole bottle because I went through the whole entire thing. He's like, I think you might have had enough. And I was like, all right, dad. You got it. Anybody else in my life, I, I I just I continue to power forward and power through. I'm like, you can't tell me when to stop. My dad was the only one. You tell me you got to stop. I got to stop. So I'd stop right then and there. That's it, though. There was no disappointment. There was no there was no looks of like uh, you really let the family name down or anything like that. There's nothing like that. No, it's fine. It's fun. I always thought it was fun. And then my parents didn't drink growing up much, right? So I didn't. I, they didn't. Like, it just wasn't a thing they did. And then my dad, my dad, you know, he passed away 10 years ago or so, whatever it was. But like right before he died, like a couple years before he died, I lived with him for like nine months before he died, right? And he started drinking these like wine coolers. I'd never seen my dad drink. My dad always told stories about him living in Colorado and having beer and stuff like that. But he never, I never saw him drink. And he was drinking just big foo-foo drinks. And it's this, you know, it's, it's like, it's my dad, right? He's a titan. He's a big man, right? And, uh... And drink these just these big wine coolers. I'd be like, really? Of all things, you chose the Seagram's? Okay, <laughs> okay. And he'd be like, yeah, they taste pretty good. <laughs> it tastes pretty good. I'm like, all right, whatever you want, man. You're 62 years old. You can drink whatever you want. No one can say a thing. Ah, man, that's fun. All right, two one six four seven four double zero ninety two. Hopefully, you get drunk and embarrass yourself in front of your parents this weekend, and uh, hopefully that uh, everyone just is cool about it. And and one day. I hope to get to a point where my daughter has to have these conversations with her friends to be like, hey, uh, got drunk in front of dad for the first time, and I think it went, I think it went all right. Although her mom would probably freak out, so we won't tell that. We won't tell that story to her. 216-474-0092. Jeffrey in Cleveland up next in the fan. What's up, Jeffrey? Hey, what's up, JP? How you feeling tonight, Jeffrey? Here's the thing, man. Mm-hmm. I'm not counting Pittsburgh out right now. There's three things. I'm not counting Pittsburgh out right now. I have to actually hear someone say, okay, Pittsburgh cannot make the playoffs. Because if you notice, just going through history, 
Pittsburgh, when it's time to go to the playoffs, that's the only losing team I know that somehow ends up in the playoffs. Jeffrey? That's the only lo- It'd be a lot of home cooking in Pittsburgh, still a country, when they have to go to the playoffs. You watch the referees. The NFL should watch this game closely because Pittsburgh gets favorable calls from the referees. They might. When- they might in this one, Jeffrey, but I'm here to tell you. There's, they're 7-7. They're seven and seven. They got the Bengals, the Seahawks, and the Ravens. I don't know that nine wins gets them in. They'd have to have a clean sweep, and that'd be with Baltimore resting because they got the one seed already in week 18. I am all but assuredly here to tell you Uh Pittsburgh's not making the playoffs, Jeffrey. Okay, okay. That's what I want to hear because every time we count them out, we look back and say, how did they make the playoffs and we did? All dysfunctional disco over there in Pittsburgh right now. They're freaking out. Number two. They're freaking out. I'm glad Kev stopped playing with these boys, man, and going to rack up them wins. You know Kev can coach. I'm glad he stopped spotting teams 14 points and then come back and beat them. <laughs> you, you know, that's Kev. Thing. He likes to play with these guys, man. You know, so go Browns. <laughs> Thank you, Jeffrey. All right, good. All right, All right. I like that. <laughs> he just stopped Dennis tracks with go Browns. That's how I feel like most conversations should be. couple things there. One, I like that uh, we've gotten so familiar with Kevin Stefanski that we're just calling him Kev now. That's like a real buddy-buddy type thing, right? Like, ah, Kev. Ah, classic Kev. He's just, what a guy, that Kev. I love that. All right. That works for me. Spotting him 14 points, sure. Pittsburgh is dead. They're dead man walking. But why I want Pittsburgh to win on Saturday is because the Bengals aren't dead man walking. And I need Jake Browning to come back down to earth a little bit I heard the morning show give Zach Taylor credit. Ken Carmen was like, Zach Taylor deserves credit. Might be a pretty good coach the way that he's gotten Jake Browning to be playing. I'm like, what? I almost wanted to swerve into the, the, the side of the highway. I was like, what? We're giving Zach Taylor credit now? But Jake Browning has been legitimately good. And I don't know what to make of it. It's weird. It shouldn't be the case. I heard somebody joke the other day about Joe Burrow being a game manager quarterback, a system quarterback. It's like, well, now we've gone too far. Now now we've gone a little bit too far. But the joke was made, and, and behind every joke, as unserious as it is, there's a hint of truth, right? And the hint of truth there is that if Jake Browning was this good here, what else could happen when you have Jamar Chase and everybody else involved with the Bengals' offense? Mitch Spinell. New full-time member of 92.3 The Fan. Congratulations on all of your success. Appreciate that. Thank you. You were arguing in between the break. You Now, did you say you want Pittsburgh to lose or you want Pittsburgh to win? I, I compared it to the situation in the Rose Bowl with Michigan and Alabama where the enemy of the enemy is my friend. As much as I don't care for Alabama getting back into the playoff, I need them to just stomp down Michigan. And I need the Bengals to stomp Pittsburgh out of the playoffs not only because I don't like the Steelers more than I don't like the Bengals, but I'd rather them not dilute the waters in the wild card standing so much that we have to worry about two other AFC North teams rather than just the one. See, I don't, I don't worry about the Steelers, though. I'm not. And if, if they win against the Bengals, then fine. They move to eight wins. Seahawks have been playing great. I don't think that's a gimme or layup. And then Baltimore, only way they beat Baltimore is if Baltimore decides they got a rest because they got – uh, week one, or the, or the, I'm sorry, the, the one seed already clinched and taken care of, and then they take two weeks off, which seems rather unlikely as well. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem likely to me. It doesn't seem likely to me. And oh, Dom, you're, you're a Steelers fan. 
We'll talk about uh, Tomlin later, but you know right now, they're full dysfunctional disco at the moment. They are, they are, it's crazy town right now in Pittsburgh. Nobody's happy. Nobody's satisfied. It's all unraveling right before their very eyes. Yeah, I'm not having fun. No, uh, it's I haven't watched them. Yeah, it, it's it's at a point where I, I work here on game days. I I enjoy watching the Browns defense, and I look at the score of the Steelers game. I cry a little bit, and I go home. I believe That's it. usually how that works. I, yeah, I believe it. I'm out on this team, JP. You should be. Yeah, They're an embarrassment to your Steelers. They really are. Two one six four seven forty below ninety two. Chris in North uh, North Ridgeville up next. What's up, Chris? JP, how's it going? Long time no talk, man. Yeah, where you been hiding, Chris? Man, it's just. The grind changed. The daily routine changed. So I'm not. I'm not escaping the house at seven o'clock at night anymore. So it's, <laughs> I got you. I've been. I've been listening. I've been trying to listen. I just haven't been able to call in, and I'm sorry. No, that's good. As long as you're listening, I'm happy. <laughs> always, always. Hey, uh, I wanted to kind of make a comment about the Bengals and kind of the run they're going on a little bit. I think. Um, I think us and us and the Bengals were kind of having that similar, like wow moment with a quarterback that you're just putting in there. And I know the, the resume for, for Browning and, and Flacco are obviously pretty different, but um, I don't think it's something that like they're going to come down to earth. I think they're riding like this emotional wave with a guy that they found that could be, I don't want to call him a game manager, but like he's not like completely overtaking. Like he's been in touchdown. That was all T Higgins. I mean, the throw was pretty good, but like, that that's him. That's T. Higgins doing doing some crazy, like memorable kind of moment stuff. Great. Um, what I think is going to happen though, the Bengals are going to be riding this wave, and I think that it's going to be a defensive letdown, and then everybody's going to hate Browning for the rest of the season. <laughs> like I think I think it's going to be like a breakdown and be like, oh, this guy sucks. Like we need we need a uh, Burrow back or something like that. So I think it's like an emotional wave, but I don't think that team's like playoff tough and I honestly don't think when he plays the Browns defense I think it's he's going to be exposed big time well most that's, most that's quarterbacks are uh when they play the Browns defense and thank you Chris I appreciate you man have a good one happy right. holidays you too thank you um I didn't do my happy holidays that I'm trying to do now that's my it's my new thing with uh happy holidays I'm trying to make it sound like I'm your drunk uncle telling you happy holidays slurring my words we're workshopping and it's not great but regardless Jake Browning is a 107 passer rating. 107 passer rating would put him at second in all of the NFL if he was qualified. The part, the hard part with Jake Browning is that Jake Browning is giving the Bengals everything that Joe Flacco is giving us. So for, for everyone that believes in Joe Flacco, that same thing is happening in Cincinnati right now. His name is Jake Browning instead. So for like Chris to say Jake Browning's going to come back down to earth, for every Cleveland fan that says that about Jake Browning, there is somebody in Cincinnati calling into Mo Egger or our buddy James Rapine or whatever Cincinnati radio host, and he's telling him, yeah, Joe Flacco's going to come crashing down to earth, though. 107 passer rating right now. Seven touchdowns of three interceptions, 1,250 total yards for Jake Browning, three and one total record. He's been really, really Really good. I agree with you. He can't be that good for the rest of the season. But again, there's a lot of people that are saying the same thing about Joe Flacco as well. We'll hit more on this. Also, what do you do if you want to give someone a bad gift? That and more in the fan focus. It comes your way next. It's overtime with Jonathan Peterlin here with you on the fan.